Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the latest episode of Inside the Jersey, where we get to know the people that wear the Rabbitohs jersey as more than just footballers. Joining me today, Mark Nichols, our big bustling front rower. And uh, Nico, great to have you on the podcast today. You tell a cracking story about your wedding and your wedding venue. And I reckon our, our members and our supporters need to hear about it. So take us take it from the start. Yourself and Perry obviously plan to get married and I believe the Great Hall at Sydney Uni was on the cards. Yeah. Um, oh, firstly, thanks for having me on, mate. Um, excited to be here and, and on the podcast. Um, yeah, well, I... Um, yeah, the moment that after we got engaged um, down at Miss, Mrs. Macquarie's chair um, down on the in, on the on the water there, I um, popped the question and and luckily for me, Perry said yes, and we sort of had a bit of a picnic and and took some photos and stuff, and then she sort of said, you know, before it gets dark, I'd, I'd like to go look at the. University of Sydney, so she already had something uh, in mind. Say that's well planned from her. <laughs> yeah, and um, <laughs> so yeah, on the way home, we sort of we we stopped in and and had a bit of a look in the. We sort of sort of could just there was a a door and we sort of had a bit of a look in and walked around the the quadrangle bit there and she sort of said, "Yep, this is this is where I want to ha- where I want to get married." And so um, you know, I, I obviously. I guess yeah, if anyone anyone who's got married, they they certainly soon realise that they don't have a lot of say in, in what <laughs> what goes on. But um, yeah, no, it was it was a, it's a lovely venue, and um, it's got a bit of a Harry Potter feel to it, doesn't it? Does, it does, yeah. yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit, uh, yeah, a bit sort of like old English um, vibes, which you sort of don't really big beautiful sandstone buildings. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and the, and the big window, the old windows, and mm. and then different stuff in them, and. Um, yeah, so we obviously uh, looked into it, and um, and then um, when we sort of got the pricing and stuff like that, the lady said, "Oh, if you're if you're an alumni at Sydney Uni, or I can't remember if it was just your parents or maybe even your grandparents, um, you get fifty percent off." And uh, and so we went away, and I said to Perry that night or whenever it was, I said, "Oh, I did it. I did a short course at." The University of Sydney. I wonder if I wonder if that counts. And um, anyway, we sort of just I just sort of just said, oh, I've done a few courses at at the um, at Sydney Uni, and uh, does that I sort of didn't I just left it at that. Yeah. And then um, you know when the invoice came through, it had fifty percent off discount as an <laughs> as an alumni. So um, yeah, I was pretty happy to. <laughs> get a bit of a discount for me one day course that I did there. Oh, that's outstanding. And um mate, from my understanding, Perry was a, a model. How did you manage to snag a model as a front rower that I don't know if this is going too far inside baseball, but he's missing his front tooth. <laughs> oh, I'm actually missing two of my two front, are you? Two of my front teeth now. Um I started off with just the one when I met Perry, but yeah. uh Unfortunately, lost a second one playing for <laughs> North Sydney uh, my oh first year here. So, um, <laughs> luckily, they're both next to each other. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I uh, pretty lucky because I've actually lost my hair too since I met Perry. So, I got in at, got in at the right time. But um, now she actually followed me on Instagram. Believe it or not, nice. Um, yeah, a modern day modern day um, love story. Mm. She uh, when we we're down at Melbourne, she. Um, she followed me on Instagram and um, 
you know, I, I was always taught that um, if things seem too good to be true, then there's probably a catch. So <laughs> I, uh, I I left it for a for a while. I sort of thought, you know, is this too good to be true? Um, but then I, you know, I actually um, spoke to my housemate. My housemate was following her, and um, and he he had met her out one night, um, and he sort of said that uh, he, he said that she was really tall so it was I was living with Jake Turpin so um you know she was already taller than him so he, <laughs> he said it, that's why she didn't want to borrow him and um and she sort of and he, and he said uh you know that um he was out with Cameron Munster and Cameron Munster had a, had a crack at her and she she told him to beat it so I sort of thought oh this this girl sounds like my type of lady yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he, he sort of said you know if she's followed you what have you got to lose and I sort of th- thought he's right so I um yeah so I ended up messaging her and uh it was it was something along the lines of um hello emoji smiley face how are you question mark but it um but it worked and and at my wedding Terps was there and um I basically thanked him in my speech because (laughs) if it wasn't for him then I wouldn't be married and uh, I wouldn't have my uh, lovely daughter Darcy and, and another daughter on the way. Yeah, but how's fatherhood, mate? Obviously, as you say, you've got your little daughter, another one uh, coming along very shortly. How's fatherhood changed life for you? Oh, it just, um, yeah, I guess it, it just, it does, it changes everything in your life and um, I guess your perspective on life and um, yeah, it's just like, it doesn't matter what happens with footy. Um, at training, you, know, you walk in the door, and you know, like Darcy's now at that age where she just runs to the door and and daddy, 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 and just wants to give me mm. a big hug. And um, yeah, I guess everything you do now start starts to be for them. And mm. um, and and yeah, it's just it's just it's funny. Um, you know, you can't imagine what life was like before them. But you know, when I, I still remember being about twenty three or twenty four and thinking mm. I'd. Yeah, you know, I don't want to have kids. Why would you ever want to have kids? But yeah, um, yeah. Now I can't imagine life without her. Yeah. So, so life is busy for you because not only are you a a top thirty NRL player, you're a father. You also um, work part time as well, and you have got a couple of um, brand sponsorships as well that you need to to service as well. Can you tell us about the the work you do at the moment? Yes, yeah, so I've started um, started working as a project coordinator at Night Frank uh, one day a week. So. We always have two days off before a game, um, leading into our captain's run. So, yeah, that's my one day of work at, at night, Frank, in a sort of part-time role. And um, I only sort of started. I uh, started a couple of weeks before I got injured, so I had, had to have a couple of weeks. Had two, I think I had two days in the office, and then had to have two weeks off because mm. I was injured. So <laughs> that was a good start to the good start to the role. But um, now nah, I've been back, getting back into it now, and um, yeah, just sort of, I guess it just. Um, I I initially studied uh, when I was in when I sort of went into finished high school into into the NYC program at the Raiders and mm. sort of they sort of back then had the um, no work or no study and, mm. and no play um, philosophy in the NYC competition and I did sports science and sports management because I didn't really know what I wanted to do and that just made sense to me to to do mm. something in sport. Um, I sort of always the other thing, the other option I tossed up was being a builder, and always sort of been interested in construction and, and stuff like that. So when when COVID hit, um, and we sort of for a couple of weeks there saying the NRL was was done, um, I actually decided to go back to uni. You know, I just thought it was the right time anyway. Um, 
and, and, and do a bit of project management and sort of try and get into the construction um, space now while I'm still playing and see if I enjoy it and um, I guess, um, yeah, see, see if, if, if that's for me um, so that when I finish footy I've got, got something that I know um, I'm, I guess I'm equally as passionate about as I am footy because um, I guess we've got, to, we've got to work for another 30 years once you finish yeah. footy. So, yeah, you sort of... Uh, I think it's something that athletes struggle with is because they love what they do so much, but they can can only do it to thirty or forty if they're lucky. Mm. Um, and you've got to sort of, I guess, you've sort of got to replace that passion, mm. um, which which is obviously going to be hard to do. But yeah, I, I'm in, I'm enjoying the role. I've sort of only, as I said, I've only been in the role now for um, eight weeks and, and had to have a couple of weeks off. Mm. And so um, yeah, sort of just growing in, growing into that role and, and getting to know the team there and. Um, just sort of so far, I've just sort of done a, f- a few things. Um, I guess that they don't they don't want to do, which is which is fine. That's my yeah. role, and that's um, that helps me learn. Yeah, no, good on you. And if anyone checks out your Instagram, they'll see some, I guess, a little risque photos sometimes on your Instagram from one of your your brand partnerships that you've got with um, some people that make swimwear. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, the dick togs. Um, so yeah, I. I uh, Funny, funny story actually. I last year when we were up at the Goldie, um, living living up there with the the relocation and uh, a lot of the obviously um, end of last year, sort of after we scored a couple of tries and everyone, all the f- sort of fans started jumping on the goat bandwagon um, and took off a little bit that way. But my manager rang me and he sort of said, um, he said, I've got a what have a uh, a bit of a bit of an opportunity for you. He said, oh, I met these guys that got, they're doing swimwear stuff and he said they, they knew that he was a football manager and they said, oh, we're sort of looking for a for a guy to, you know, but come on as an ambassador but we sort of don't want the stereotypical good-looking guy with a six-pack and, you know, we know you represent some footy players. Do you have do you have any of those guys? And my manager said, oh, yeah, I, I think I've got one. <laughs> got one who's got no hair and a, missing a couple of teeth and definitely doesn't have a six-pack. Uh, so I sort of went, I sort of went in to meet these guys, and uh, my, luckily my manager had sort of told me that's what they're looking for, and yeah. um, and and went in and met them, and and they sort of they sort of say, oh, you know, we'd sort of beating around the bush a little bit about what they were looking for, and uh, sort of said, oh, you know, like ideal if we were in our ideal world, if we could launch our brand, you know, we envisioned going to New York Fashion Week and having six fat Aussie blokes walking down the <laughs> runway in their dick togs. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's the sort of that's sort of what we're looking for. I, I sort of I sort of said, yeah, boys, I know, you know, my manager sort of told me what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got no hair and I'm missing a couple of teeth and I definitely don't have a six pack. So um, if that's what you're looking for, I'm your man. <laughs> and um, you know, they were great guys. And so um, yeah, I guess uh, I just trying to uh, trying to get get them out there. Um, you know, they were just an Aussie swimwear do sort of hats and towels and, and swimwear for, for men and, and women and just trying to have a bit of fun with it and based in Queensland, you know, that they obviously a um, big lifestyle up there is getting out and, and, and enjoying the sun of Queensland. So, yeah, um, yeah happy to, uh, happy to I guess, put some dick talk photos on my Instagram, although the first time I, um, I put it up there, I, I noticed I lost a few followers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very 
good. Uh, now, something else that keeps you busy away from footy too is you work with the Salvation Army. I've, I've seen a few times you talking about going out and helping feed homeless people at, at night time. Can you tell us a bit about how you got involved in that, The first, how that idea was planned in your head and, and how often you get out and do that? Uh, yeah, so I um, I guess the, the idea got planted in my head um, my last year at Melbourne. Um, I was playing for East Tigers. I sort of played a little bit in the middle of the year through Origin and then, um, yeah, found myself back at East Tigers. Um, you know, and when you're at Melbourne, you sort of have to fly up to Queensland every week. And, um, you know, I, I was I was rooming with Nate Miles, who had come as a mid-season signing to Melbourne um, from Manly. And we were just sort of talking about footy and obviously at different points of our career, but he was sort of, sort of saying that... <coughs> He sort of didn't think he was going to come down to Melbourne and, and end up playing reserve grade to finish off his career. And, um, you know, but he, he sort of that week had went and helped feed the homeless um, in Melbourne. And he was sort of saying, you know, put, every, put everything in this perspective for him, really. And, um, you know, he sort of said he, he was okay with, with where his career was at. He'd had, the, he'd had, you know, a career that he was couldn't believe that had happened. He'd, you know, Played Origin, played for Australia, won a, won a comp. You know, like he'd, he'd done all these things, and he and he and off the field he'd set himself up too. Like he knew that he was going to be happy after footy, and he had a great family and and stuff like that. So he, he you know, he sort of just saying that he didn't think that was where he was going to finish his career, but he, at the same time he didn't really care. Like he was mm. he was happy, and um, I guess that idea, that conversation just s- stuck in my head. And um, when we my first year here with Sieves, we sort of had. Um, we sort of had a group of about half a dozen players and and a coach. We had to get together, you know, every sort of couple of weeks, just away from footy, just to um, I guess get to know each other better and and also just um, you know, get away from footy a little bit. And and we'd sort of done like a couple of dinners and and stuff like that. And um, and one of the other groups had had went and uh, I think they went to one of the children's hospital. And so I thought sort of thought, oh, that's a, you know that's a good idea and. Um, remembered what Nate had said and then um, I was just talking to Seebs and he said he had helped the Salvation Army a couple of times feed the homeless and taken his daughters and stuff like that and he said it was really good so got the guy's number and, and went down took all the boys down and then um, I guess sort of went a, another couple of times and uh, sort of the guy that used to run it left but the guy that running it now Danny um, he's sort of sort of a great guy loves his footy um He's a good man, and and uh, I guess I sort of formed a bit of a friendship with him, really, and mm. and so um, just kept going down, and uh, you know from there, sort of the roles uh, I guess grown a little bit. That sort of got got me to sort of help out and try and plug the Red Shield appeal every year, and and last year I went out to Wagga um, for a couple of days just to sort of help out out there, and and I guess get the get the Salvo's name out um, heading into Christmas because uh, you know they were sort of. I guess struggling to get some some um, presents and and um, donations for Red Shield Appeal. You know, there's obviously a lot of great causes in our country, mm-hmm. and, and especially that time of year. But um, I guess the Salvos do a lot um, for everyone um, in Australia. So great organisation, and only only so I'm, I'm I'm always happy to help out any way I can. So um, yeah, it's a sort of I guess um, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's I guess it's nice. Um, and it does put things into perspective when you do sort of go and, and help and, and volunteer your time and you sort of 
sometimes I feel a bit uh, not selfish, but like I get more out. I, I feel like I get just as much out of it as as the people yeah. that are helping out. Um, and and then yeah, as I said, I've sort of become good friends with Danny. So um, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I believe you've recruited a few of the other boys as well to to come out with you at night and and help feed the homeless. I know Cody Walker's been involved a couple of times, and some of the other boys. Yeah, a couple of um, actually when I, when I was uh, Kai Rodwell when he was here, mm. um, pretty quiet kid, but he ca- he came. He's probably come the most out mm. of um, out of anyone. But young Davey's also um, sort of shown a, a keen interest to come and help out, which is which is great for young guys because I know, yeah, when I was a young guy coming through, I was almost uh, not not scared to do those sort of things. But you sort of think, oh, no one's going to know who I am. But it's mm. that's not. I guess that's not, not what, what it's about. Not is what it? it's about. Yeah. Um, and and it's funny, like no one really knows who I am either. But um, as soon as they find out that you play for the Rabbitohs, they seem to seem to become Roosters fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well, as, as you say, it must be rewarding, and also I guess it's a good message for, as you say, your daughter that you've got now and the one on the way that you should be helping other people and. And giving back, do you find that um, is she old enough yet to understand those sorts of things that you're doing to help others? Uh, no, I don't think so. But mm. I, I guess one of the things you pick up as a <coughs> as a parent pretty quickly is all their behaviours they learn from you. Yeah. Um, <coughs> sorry. No, you're right. Um, like even just the words they pick up, and you know the behaviours and and stuff like that. So um, I think. You know, Perry and I speak about it all the time. I guess it's, um, yeah, that's something that if we continue to do, then hopefully our daughters um, pick up on that yeah. um, for over time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, mate, thank you very much for joining us here today. It's a, it's a great story about your wedding. I always, <laughs> always love hearing that one. And you're doing some great stuff, obviously, in the work space as well, setting yeah. setting yourself up for after, after footy and also um, the stuff you do for charity, mate. So... Doing a great job. It's funny if I, uh, I think if I keep telling that story, the loophole might get shut. But, um, <laughs> well, you're not getting married again. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. That's <laughs> true. All right. All right. Uh, great stuff. All right. Thanks for joining us today on Inside the Jersey. All right. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me on.